episode two of the Coyotes Forever podcast. And we got a couple of very special guests today, a couple of good friends of mine. We got uh, Zane Buchanan here, and then who's my tournament partner. And we also have Sam Clyde. Uh, he was kind of a last minute addition here. He's actually <laughs> killed how many, Sam? Three mountain lions in North Dakota? Yep. Which is probably more than anyone's killed, right? I think there might be one other guy, but I'm not sure. And, and he hunts elk and deer, and he's killed some. He's killed some big, some big animals. And Zane down here, he's kind of like me. He's just like, well, Zane hunts deer too, but he's kind of gotten to me, like me, where he's just a, just a coyote. Yeah, I killer. taught Zane how to deer hunt. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. We got to we got to talk talk to Zane here about uh, about how he got into coyote hunting. He's kind of our special guest. So Zane, tell us uh. Tell us how you ended up in North Dakota and kind of what got you into coyote hunting. Okay, well, I'll do the whole what got me into coyote hunting first, and then we'll get into the North Dakota deal. Um, so my mom worked nights most of the time uh, cleaning churches and dentist offices and stuff like that. So she was at home pretty much all day, and then uh, in the evenings, uh, she'd wait till it was later, and she'd always ask, hey, do you want you guys want to go with me? We'll go whatever, go out and eat, or we'll go get tacos or whatever you guys want to go do if you come help me and i was always most of the time i was like well i'll go with you if you let me spotlight and that's kind of how it a lot of it started was spotlighting on the way to there and on the way back because it was always late at night like i remember spotlighting coyotes in like city limits um with my little 17 (laughs) mom stop stop i remember always getting pissed off at her because when i said stop i like meant stop not like roll to stop i mean stop and now so I got to the point that once we like got out of town far enough where she would, I was 12, 13, I would just start driving because I would rather hold the spotlight, have the gun out the window and drive at the same time because I I could do all of it and I didn't want anybody to mess it would, up. Would she unbuckle you from the car seat to let you shoot no. or when you were 13? No, no she wouldn't. So we did that and uh, that's kind of what got me going in it a lot is, is that, but I mean, I was running around our town before I should ever been running around shooting birds with BB guns. And uh, I remember sticking the BB gun in the dirt and shooting, like having to load it like that because I wasn't strong enough to load it. But what about um, the blowgun? Oh, uh, yeah, we got blowguns and uh, we were running around town. I was shooting the birds with blowguns. I'd like hide in our pig feed box where the birds would come in there and try eating well i shot this one and i must have whatever caught one long or hit in the guts and it flew like 250 yards into these these people moved from seattle to come to this nice little peaceful town where everything was going to be peaceful and then they moved next to us and it was not peaceful but <laughs> it, needless to say this bird flew in their their uh, like in their yard and she found it dead with a dart in it and she brought it up in a cookie box like a 10 flowered cookie box and said, Zane, you need to sacrifice this star and you need to bury this and you need to sh- stop shooting these. So I like mouthed off to her and went to grab the dart out. And my cousin was right there and jerked the little tin can out of my hand. And he's like, we'll do that. We'll bury it. And so she left and it didn't get buried and I got my dart back. But um, this is just the <laughs> stuff that we did. You know, it's uh, funny. It's funny you say that because we, we all think about where we got started with hunting. And honestly, it all probably started in the backyard for all of us. I remember when I must've been seven or eight and I got a wrist rocket and uh, I'd shoot little steelies at birds, man. And I started out pretty bad, but before you knew it, I was killing quite a few birds with that, with that wrist rocket. Then I got one of those little one pump red riser, red rider Daisy oh, BB guns where you had, to lob the BB. you had to lob the BB and you could only hit him in the eye. That was the only kill. Yeah. Shot was a... so me, <laughs> and Matt, like... 
Matt and I would go out every morning before school. We'd like plan a hunt. We'd set our alarms. We'd get up. We'd throw down some waffles. My mom would make us some Eggo waffles. Grab the Red Riders, dude. We were gone. We'd be in the backyard <laughs> putting together a game plan and with our Red Rider BB guns. And then I think it was a couple years later, my dad bought us like the legit like scoped pellet rifle 177 caliber and at that point it wasn't even fair anymore he had to take yeah, it away from us because there was nothing li- there was nothing living left in the backyard yeah, yeah that's, that's the, same the, whole, the whole bb gun thing was bad um i i don't know i've got if somebody else has more bird kills with a red rider bb gun out there i would be very surprised there's Dude, i was that killed 25 to 30 birds i was plotting oh. a deer with that with that pellet rifle and my dad's like mitch it's not happening like I put corn, I put corn out behind the house, and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna take down a deer with this thing." And uh, my dad's like, "Mitch, you're not shooting any deer with that BB gun or that pellet rifle, and not to mention you aren't. You wouldn't be able to kill him with that." But I had it in my head that I could definitely kill a deer with a pellet rifle. Yeah, those <laughs> those little BB guns. Those little Red Rider BB guns. I remember going out to my cousin Jake's house, and my parents would give us five thousand, and we would shoot all of them in a weekend. 5,000 yeah. rounds a weekend out of those little pellet or BB guns. So it kind of started insane. Started all the same for all of us, really. So yeah. we, we better we better keep moving here. So, Zane, what, what uh, got you up to North Dakota, and then what made you realize that you're going to start pounding fur up here? Well, we'll go back. Hold on one second. So the whole Kyle hunting thing, my uncle, I've never, I never called coyotes. I only spotlighted them. But my uncle, Shane, told me that if I could call in two coyotes and kill them, he would come up and stay. And that meant whenever he come up and stay, we'd go shoot guns, we'd go fishing. He just pretty much, I think, wanted to get away from his wife. And so he would just like bail out and come hang out with us. I didn't have to go to school. We just drove around and shooted stuff. It was the best time of my life. So we had an old tape recorder. Um, I took that tape recorder apart because it wasn't very loud. And I wired one of my brother's speakers off of his like, he had like a radio set in his room. I wired one of those radio, those speakers into it. And I had a, a yellow uh johnny stewart cassette tape and i literally packed that out there and it was summertime i i went out to this butte i could go back there and set right now i went out to this butte and i started calling and i thought a deer was coming in because the grass was really tall this coyote was bounding just like a mule deer and i i was like a deer's coming in that's weird it got to like 60 yards before i realized it was a summer coyote and i freaking shot it next thing I killed that thing. First try ever trying to kill a coyote. I was probably 13, 14. Next stand, I had to walk from my, I had to go back to the house and then I walked out past the cemetery. I called a mom in and three little cute tiny pups and oh, I no. killed all of them. Oh no. <laughs> I killed Jeez, all of them. pictures on my, my razor flip phone to my uncle and that was like the beginning <laughs> of the end. <laughs> so what, what, what brought you to North Dakota then? Um, I think we I, should clarify. When Zane was spotlighting, that was out in Washington. Yeah. Yes. Not up here. Yeah. No, not up here. Wait, we um, would never spotlight up here, anyways. We got we have thermals. We can run around with thermals yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. One time I got turned in for spotlighting. I was like, I don't even own a spotlight. I don't think anybody kid, does. Yeah. That's kid was like all mad at me for shooting the coyotes. So, anyways, Zane. Uh, my brother worked at this guy. Uh, worked with this guy that worked in a refinery that we worked at. Um, I was on a, like a make, maintenance contractor at the refinery. Well, this guy drug up, he is a welder and he came up to North Dakota and, uh, he was a weld boss for, uh, just a piping company. And he kept trying to get my brother to come up here. I was, I think I just turned 21 or just was getting ready to turn 21. And Daniel's like, Hey dude, you should go up there. 
and I was, I didn't want to leave. I was homesick, but he's like, dude, you can make a lot of money. So I came up here, um, just got through Williston and two freaking coyotes came boiling over the road. This was like November 25th or like right at Thanksgiving. I ate Thanksgiving here by myself, but two coyotes came blown over the road. It was snowy and freezing ass cold out. I seen a dead turkey and I'm like, okay, I can probably make this place work. I like shooting stuff. So I couldn't get a hold of that guy that night. And I was just kind of sitting around doing nothing. So the next morning I'm like, I'll just go drive around and check stuff out. And so I was driving around. I seen, I actually tried calling in coyotes. The wind was blowing like 25 miles an hour. I seen a pair of them and they didn't want to come in. I don't remember what I was playing, but those things didn't want anything to do. It was freezing cold. My eyes were crying. I was watering, but, uh, I kept driving through these badlands and I, I literally seen this deer that was like 170 inches. And at that point, that was the biggest buck I've ever seen in my life. So I was scrambling, trying to figure out how long it'd be before I could get a tag, this and that. But from that point on, I, I knew that like I could make this place work and I wasn't homesick anymore at that point. Yeah. So basically Sam was the connection between Zane and I, um, Sam's like, Hey, I met this kid in Dickinson. He's, he's a hell of a hunter and he likes to kill coyotes. Well, I've heard that many times and I'm pretty picky about who I hunt with. So I think it took about, I think it took about a year and Zane and I went back and forth a little on Instagram and I was like, Hey, you could, you can come down and go on a hunt with me. I think you had won a couple of tournaments at that point though. So by him, Zane, Zane's kind of a, he rolls solo. He goes to these, he goes to these two man hunt or these two day hunts by himself and he kicks everybody's butt. Yeah. Three man teams and two man teams and Zane, Zane will go in at solo and drop 27. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. I was like, you know what, Zane, let's go hunting. And so Zane came down to Williston one, for one night and we hunted for like, we hunted a full night. I think we killed 13 that night, 12 or 13. And I was like, you know what? Zane can hunt with me whenever he wants. This guy gets it. You hunt with somebody, you hunt with somebody once and you know right away if they get it or not. And I was like, you know what? Zane gets it. And uh, we had, we had a hell of a hunt anyways. Um, fast forward to this year. We hadn't, we hunted a couple times. I think that's the only time we hunted together before the tournament. Wasn't it Zane? No, we went out on the lake once. So oh, we hunted yeah, we went out on the lake. You guys shot like 10, I think, right? Yeah, we shot 10, like slacking around. Yeah, so I video I videoed that day and Zane um Zane was shooting. We went out on the lake on Zane's jet boat. This was last year, and we killed a bunch of coyotes. <clears throat> so fast forward to this year, uh, there's a tournament in Williston, and we were kicking it around if we were gonna do it or not. And we were gonna run up and hunt some of my stuff, and we got a huge winter storm. So all the trails were snowed in, couldn't really get anywhere. It was going to be tough. And Zane's like, dude, jet boat. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's going to be like five below windshield. That air temp, what was the air temp, Zane, when we got there, eight or 10? Yeah, it was, it was, it was 11 degrees whenever I was pulling down. <laughs> so we decided, <laughs> we decided we're going to throw the jet boat in. We got entered into the coyote hunt. And uh, so we took the jet boat down there. Um, and to say it was cold would be, an understate a very 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 big understatement <laughs> it was eye water it was eye watering cool like, <clears throat> so <clears throat> we we figured if we could kill what do we figure six or seven we win the hunt yeah yeah so we, our goal was six or seven and uh we ended up we'll, we'll leave that out we'll, we'll 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 build some anticipation here if you don't know how many we killed and uh so anyways we were worried if we could even get the boat in. So Zane had, he had floor dry. He had WD-40 spraying the boat down. So it didn't, we didn't become an icicle out there and yeah. stick to the bottom. I had two five gallon buckets full of uh, ice melt. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, we're some stupid son of a bitches here. Fucking, 
putting this boat in in these conditions. If something goes wrong out there, we're going to be in a world of hurt. But yeah, um, we should probably go back to like Zane. Like, if there's something Zane wants to do, he's going to do it. Like, it doesn't matter how miserable he gets, he's going yeah. to go do it. It's just like we went out and we're just in jeans and like Crocs and like slippers one day, and we're going to go pond hop some ducks and. Zane shoots a duck, and next thing you know, he's waist deep in the water, just walking through it like it's just a normal day. And I'm standing on the edge like I'm not going out there. And Zane stood out there for like two hours shooting ducks. And I was like, what the heck? It's kind of <laughs> like get the most miserable temperature you can imagine. And Zane's like, oh, yeah, it's just another day in paradise. Like, here we go again. It actually <laughs> wasn't that bad because we were we did bundle up pretty good. Here's the but... deal. It was that bad. But we were so bundled up that it literally, I felt like it was 50 degrees out until the water splashed on us. And then no, I had a look and the wind would hit my face with the water. It was an instant burn. Zane, you know what you, you don't realize, though, that I kind of realized after we got back to the to the truck at the end of the day. What? Once the water sprays all over you and freezes to your body or to your clothing, it kind of acts as like a waterproof ice shell. <laughs> it, uh, it 100% did. Like, yeah. I was... I was at work that day up top, like probably 10 miles as a crow flies from you guys. And I was freezing and I was in the pickup every 10 to 15 minutes. And it was cold as shit out that day. Well, the, the thing that made me realize how cold it was <laughs> is the next day I was kind of moping around, whatever. And I kept going out and getting stuff out of my vehicle. And I'm like, holy crap, it's cold today. And my wife's like, it was way colder yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. She goes, it was way colder yesterday. Yeah, it was cold. It was cold. But anyways, the first we were doing drop stand. So Zane, Zane would zip into a bay. He'd drop me off. He'd zip out of the bay and uh, go call the next bay. And the first, what was it, Zane? The first four spots we hit, we didn't kill a coyote. What time was it? It, it was, was 10. It was 10 o'clock. We didn't have a coyote it, down. It was 1030. I think, yeah. I think 1030 is whenever we both struck gold somewhere around in there. But well, it, we you struck gold on a sandbar. I struck gold on two coyotes. Yeah, Zane, literally. I I messaged Zane, you one of I messaged Mitch that morning and I was like, "How's it going?" You're like, "It's pretty slow." Yeah, it was my it was my third spot. Zane dropped me off and he said Zane had actually called that spot in the past. He said, "Hey, this is a good stand." So I said, "All right, take me up in there." And Zane's like, "I'm gonna drop you off way out on this point. You walk in so we don't spook anything." I'm like, "Okay." Well, Zane, you didn't. It was a long walk in there. It was a long yeah, four miles I knew it was away. A long walk. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you I, keep walking and you're like, oh, I need to get a little bit further. And then you get to that point. And you're like, shit, I got to go a little bit further. And then you get to that point. It's like a big steady radius. And by the time you know that you're all the way in there, you're like, OK, that was a long ways. So Zane <laughs> drops me off. I walk up in there. I'm like, all right, that's the point I need to get to. And I didn't want to set up on the beach. I wanted to get up on a, on a high knob so I could cover both sides of the bay. I walk to the high knob. And it was the wrong knob. I'm like, I need to be on the next knob in front of me. So I go all the way back down to the beach and you know, probably another 300 yards up to the next knob. And I'm, dude, I was sweating, dude. I was freaking dripping with sweat. And I get set up and I late, I actually proned out on that stand. So I'm laying in the snow and uh, I hit the call and a coyote comes in straight across the bay, across the water. There was no way he could have got to me, but he still came in and, uh, he was looking through the buck brush. All I could see was his face. So I shot one through the buck brush and I think I hit him right in the neck, killed him. And then I was like, all right, cool. We're on the board. Well, then pretty soon I looked behind me and there's a coyote running down the beach on the other side of the bay leaving. So I waited till he was not looking my way. I grabbed my gun and I just hauled ass down the, down, down the hill, 
down the edge of the beach. He went into a low spot. And as soon as he came out of that low spot, I freaking laid down right next to the water. And I got one shot at him as he was going to go over the hill. And I dusted that fucker. And uh, <laughs> there was no Zane, though. So I'm sitting on the beach, hanging out. No Zane. Yeah, you're no sending me Zane. Snapchats just like watching the waves roll in. <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon like I turned the call. I turned the call back on. I'm like, I might as well keep calling. I got two down, but and you're building anticipation. I'm like, all right, Zane's got a double. Zane's got a triple. Zane's got four or five. Zane's shooting himself out of Vietnam right now. Zane's gonna have a bunch of coyotes. <laughs> Guess what? Here comes Zane. I'm like, you get any? I got stuck on a sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had. Yeah, I. So that stand, I had high hopes for that. The one where I got stuck, but where I had to park the boat the waves were rolling into the shore and what and there was like probably at that time there were only like two and a half foot rollers well they the whole time the boat was there it was it turned the boat sideways and drifted it down the beach and like just kept bashing it up onto the sandbar so the whole time i was calling it was inching its way further and further and further up on the shore but yeah. i didn't kill anything at that spot i should have uh, as soon as I kicked on the call, like four or five magpies just came blown out of this brush. I'm like, oh, there's something dead right there. Like something's going to come in here. I've always seen a lot of coyotes in there. But long story short, all I had to do is go back. I had to put on my waders. I had to walk back down the beach like 300 yards. I found like a 15-foot log. And I had to stick it underneath the back. The jet's protected by this roll, like this inch and a half or inch and three quarter aluminum roll cage tubing. And I had to pry it off the freaking sand beach, dude. Like all the back strength I had, everything, and I was just, I was just glad to get out of there at that point. I figured by the time I got out of there, in my head, I was like, Mitch is already walking up to the road. No, like, I had no long how long I'd been there working to get the boat out. Zane, I would have just taken off down the beach and headed north till I ran into you. That's probably what yeah. I would have done. Actually, no, I can tell you exactly what I would have done. I would have headed north and I would have started making stands up that beach. Yeah, that's what I would have done. I would have kept hunting. I went to giving up. I would have fucking kept pounding out stands up that beach i know that's what i would have done so i came back and got you and then uh i had another little tight little pocket to set you off in you got out i think you've seen a two set of coyote tracks walking out right there and i was like oh he's gonna kill something here and then i kind of did something against my will i didn't go that far from where i had just gotten stuck but i knew what led what this canyon led up into because i'd bow hunted it before and uh I, I, I had the call on for like 30 seconds and like eight or nine mule deer came blown over this hill. And like 10 seconds after they did that, this single just was not stopping. And it was still, it was, I just run out of distress sound and it wouldn't stop. So I shut it off and I shut it off for like a good 15 seconds while it was coming in. Cause I'll do that for a little bit before they get close to me. Cause then I, I can kind of stop them at my own will. But I had the call off for 15 to 20 seconds and I tried stopping that coyote. He would not stop. He was going to the call, even though it was off, he wouldn't stop. I actually had to shoot him running kind of toward quartering towards me a little bit. And I hit him back in the guts and he flopped and rolled and wound up in the lake and literally <laughs> took his last breath sucking in water. I felt bad for him because it's freezing cold. And like, I'm watching this coyote die in the water and I'm not going to shoot him again because I didn't want to ruin another coyote, but I actually did feel bad for that coyote. But I'll, then I was, I'll I was finally on the board. I'll forget about saying this, so I might as well say it now. When we got, when we did bring the coyotes to check in at the end of the day, I, dude, you should have seen these coyotes. They were the most oh. pathetic looking thing you've ever seen. This guy yeah. comes out who runs the tournament <laughs> and he says, "Did you take these things through a car wash?" Yeah, they, uh, they pretty much went through a car wash. <laughs> they went through a car wash, all right. And then from there on out, I think 
I don't think any of the stands were too significant. I think we picked up what well, we were at. That would have put us at three right three. there. And then yep. we picked off another insignificant single. And I think where we should, where we should go next is that uh, when I, when I killed that double Zane and you killed that single, because that was kind of a turning point for the day where we kind of opened things up. Yeah. So I was, I, I dropped Mitch off at the spot that was supposed to be really good. Uh, that would have been the third time that we'd called it. Um, me personally, but Mitch called it solo. Nothing came in. Uh, a doubles came in there before and I kind of hiked up. I was kind of putting Mitch in known spots and I was kind of calling new stuff for the most part. I did a couple, I did quite a few new stands that day. And, uh, cause it's easier for me to put Mitch in a prime spot and then me to go find a little hole in the wall spot to where I can get the boat hit. If it works, it works. If not, well, at least I didn't screw up a good spot with the boat and open. So I went and called a, a kind of a junk spot, but I had the distress on for like five minutes and then I went to some fight or something. Well, three to five seconds after I put on the fight, I heard coyotes start howling and I shut it off. And they were like, there was probably 500 yards of water in between me and them. And I'm halfway up this butte from the from plateauing out. And these coyotes are almost plateaued out. And they, were, the they, were, they, were, they were right across the bay, Craig Zane? Yeah. Yeah, and but they were probably at the, from my from where I was, they were probably seven to eight hundred yards away from me, and there was a strong wind at that point in the day, like very strong. So I like shielded my face with my pair of gloves, and I really tried like keying in on where those coyotes were at because it I kept hearing them, and then the wind would blow, and I, it would kind of change where they were at. But I got enough intel from of the wind being steady where I'm like, okay, I know where they're at. I got them figured out. I didn't play the call again. I maybe I could have called something in on that spot, but I shut it down early and I didn't want to spook those coyotes across the lake. I just, I left it be, I walked down on it and I went and got Mitch. And yep. uh, so I can take it, I can take it from there. So, yeah. um, my phone's buzzing here. Zane come and pick me up and he said, Hey, he's like, I know where a bunch of coyotes are. I hear him howling. Well, I can tell you, it is very, very difficult to pinpoint coyotes howling. Anybody who's done a lot of coyote hunting knows that. You might think you know right where they're at. Well, he said they're in that draw, and he pointed at it. They're in that draw right there. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, they're in that draw. He's like, set up on the base of that draw. You'll call them in. And he said, let's let's just set up together. And I said, no. I said, I'll set up there, and you go up the bay and just hit a, just hit a junk spot. Maybe you'll get lucky because we don't need to be sitting together. So he dropped me off, and – Sure as shit, I kick the call on, and I see three of those little fuckers coming down the bottom of the draw, and they look like little meerkats, dude. Two of them were bouncing off of each other, and I waited they got, until they got right to the base of the draw, and I dropped one, and another one ran up. One, one of the other two ran up through the trees, stopped broadside. Dude, I shot through the thickest bunch of brush you've ever seen in your life. I don't know how the bullet made through there, and I stoned that fucker, that second one. And uh, then I looked back, and the first one was crawling off, so I shot him again. And called the standout, nothing else. So I drug those two back to the boat. And here comes old Zeno. Dude, I think I can always tell when you got a coyote because you're standing up with your with your chin up in the air in that jet boat like you <laughs> own the place. So yeah. Zane and I hid my coyotes behind a rock to screw with him. So he he comes flying up there. I was like, Did you get one? He's like, Yeah, I got one. I was like, Good deal. And I he said, Did you get any? And I'm like, No, I didn't see nothing. And then I went and walked over behind the rock and drug those two coyotes out. <laughs> he said, I gotta go back and get my coat. And I'm looking for drag marks down the shore because I'm like, no way, no way. And sh you grab your coat and the string, and you pull two coyotes pop over this rock. We there, yeah, and that, that put I, us at, that put that put us at what Zane eight. 
Yeah, eight, I think. Yeah, eight. That put us at eight. Because that stand, so while you were calling those ones in, I went and called this draw that I've actually called a pair out of, and I kicked the call on. This thing, I must have woke it up from its evening nap because it pretty much started barking at me and scratching the ground instantly. And as soon as it did that, I put on coyote fight, and that thing couldn't handle it. It came running to like 55 yards, and I shot it. Yeah, that's what I kicked on too. I just kicked on Coyote Fight right off the bat. Yeah. And Zane, Zane and I aren't going to give out all of our secrets, but one thing I will say is, you know, if you guys are getting into tournament hunting and you're trying to kill more coyotes, you can maximize your maximize your stands by splitting up. If you can get the logistics figured out, and you know, I want to call here, Zane wants to call there. There's if you're comp if you're a competent coyote hunter, you don't need to be, ha be having your partner hold your hand on a stand. Well, it's kind of funny because. I wasn't, I didn't care what you were doing. I didn't care what you were playing. I was just doing my own thing. We literally didn't care what either of us were doing. And at the end of the tournament, I was like, dude, let's make a deal that we never call another stand together. Like, oh. let's see how long we can go on these tournaments. Well, little did we know the next tournament we're going to do, that's a roll. Yeah. Underwear, no wearing a uh, heated vest on underneath your clothing and no splitting up on coyote stands there's some other rules in there too about some like vehicle color but that's one of the main ones no splitting up no drop stands no drop stands so there's there's some tournaments that don't allow drop stands so obviously you got to play by the rules um but in my opinion uh, doing drop stands in tournaments makes a lot of sense especially if you're familiar with the country and and uh well yeah, at the end of the day are you trying to kill more coyotes or are you trying to kill coyotes with your buddy Mm -hmm. like i'm we're, i'll we're even i'll even room. i'll even go as far to say as nine times out of ten i don't i'd rather be by myself on a stand because you know when you're handling let's say you call a, a group of coyotes in and, and you're going to shoot at a coyote maybe he maybe he is running and you know he's not going to stop and you're just squeezing your trigger and your partner shoots and, misses, and you just and you just know you were going to roll that fucker and you're like, if yeah. I'd have been here by myself, I'd have killed that coyote. Or you have every time, every yeah. time you were gonna roll it. <laughs> or you have multiples come in, and you're thinking how you're gonna handle it, and your partner's thinking a little bit different. It can throw you off. Whereas, if you're by yourself, you're like, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's I'm gonna kill these coyotes, and uh, that's just how I feel about it. Well, and there's no bickering or getting low. Well, I was gonna shoot that one. None of that. It's all on you. It's on your shoulders. And I, I'm yeah. happier with the situations that I have and the outcomes I have by myself than with trying to make communication. I didn't hear you. I didn't know what you're going to do. Well, mine stopped. Yours wasn't, you know, it's just, I, I think, I think unless it's somebody with that, you're completely a hundred percent in tune and check with you're a hundred percent going to be better off by yourself. Maybe yeah. you're, I, uh, I'll like 99.9% .9 of the time. Not to yeah, mention like, out of a hundred stands, you're going to have one stand where like, I could have used another guy. It's right. like when very rare, you know? Yeah, and then also when you're by yourself and you shoot six or seven on one stand, you get to sit there just all giddy for your partner to come driving up and just be just jumping up and down. Yeah, just think, yeah. What Jay, just think what Zane would look like if he killed six or seven by himself rolling up in his boat. He'd probably be standing on the windshield while he's pulling up. I've done it in a tournament. I killed seven on a stand, and and uh, that was a good feeling. Just, just, Just excited to go pick up Marty and say, I killed seven on one stand. How do, Most I've ever that? killed in a tournament on a stand is three. Same. That's changing this winter. I guarantee you kill four or five on a stand. I guarantee it. Yeah. It'll happen. Never, never done it. All right. Back to the tournament now. So we were sitting at eight coyotes. And at that point, I'm like, this is tournament's probably over because 
it was blowing. I mean, we didn't mention the wind. It was blowing 20 miles an hour. Um, there, so, yes, it was easily 20 miles an hour. There was ice pellets. When it was the, like the when first the, cold day of the year. When the wind would gust, ice pellets would literally hit me in my face, <laughs> and they stung. Like, it was brutal. Dude, I had Zane or Sam. I was sitting there eating a sandwich, and I had mayonnaise all over my face and probably buggers in my nose. And, dude, Zane looks at me, and he's like, clean your face off. <laughs> <laughs> clean your face off, you child. No, I said, dude, I said, you got some stuff on your face. <laughs> yeah. I had I had snot hanging out of my nose, too. <laughs> yeah it's at that point you don't really care anymore you're just trying to you're just trying to Dude, stay a little bit warm my lips were burning from being wind burnt and chapped like and i kept licking them and it was it was brutal so like, we end up we end up going down the lake and uh zane ends up picking off little dog zane tell us about that okay so i'm trying to remember where i dropped you off you dropped me off where we killed the double the year before we walked up that cliff oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I dropped you off, and you're like, hey, there's that whatever bay, X bay down the way. Uh, that's too far. And I'm like, don't worry, dude. I had, There's another bay before it. It's a junk spot. I'll just call it. So I dropped you off. I went down there, and as soon as I parked the boat, there's freaking coyote tracks all over these boulders. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be great. I kicked the call in. Ten seconds comes this little freaking coyote r- running for his life towards me. So I went to shut the call off again because this seems charging hard as ever. And I want to get it stopped and shut the call off for a little bit to get it to stop. And when I did that, I hit a button on my call and it was Kyle fight. Or puppet <laughs> this is, I won. Listen, I won. We or we won little dog with us. This Kyle is 15 pounds. And when I hit the puppet stress <laughs> or Kyle fight, this thing hopped twice and then kicked on the afterburners to me. Wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I was scrambling to shut it off, but it started coming in so hard. I'm like, I'm just going to have to shoot this thing. It came so hard and so fast in these boulders. It ended up about four to seven yards away from me. I had to stand up. And when I stood up, I seen his eyes get big. And he's like, oh shit. And I shot him. I aimed right at like the base of his throat and I hit him right in the head. Yeah, you blew was, his head off. <laughs> yes, blew his head off. And that was little dog. And he literally came to a gnarly fight. To come and try doing whatever he was going to do. So we were sitting at nine right there, and yeah. Zane Zane came pick me up, and I told Zane, I'm like, the tournament's over, we won. Like, I'd like to get ten just so we can use our last block because they give you ten blocks to put in the coyote's mouth. Uh, I said I'd like to kill ten. I said, but it's not going to matter. I said nobody else is going to. I shouldn't say nobody, but I don't think anyone else is going to kill nine coyotes in, on a day like this. And Zane's like, Mitch, we're going across the lake. We're doing it. We're going across the lake to that bay where we killed four last year. Where there's a bay across the lake where we killed a quad. And I'm looking across the lake and I just see white caps, dude. I see huge white caps. I'm like, all right, Zane, let's do it. So Zane and I start going across the lake. We get about three quarters of the way across and realize this is this is not a good idea. It's actually a really terrible idea. We we need to turn around. Not to mention the wind wasn't just right for that bay. We were kind of realized it when we got across. So. <laughs> I'm like, turn this fucker around, Zane. I said, we're going back to the we're going back to the west end, west side of the lake, and we're gonna we're gonna head in. Well, <laughs> so, my phone was lost too, so we. Uh, well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let me <laughs> let me let me tell this part of the story because this was this is where about things really almost went south for us. So we're headed back across the lake, and we're just getting the shit beat out of us by whitecaps. We're getting how far, sprayed with. How far back did you have to go? 
a mile easily a mile like a mile across yeah yeah and we're just getting piss pounded by by white caps all of a sudden i smell something burning in the fucking boat dude (laughs) and i look at Zane. i said dude something's burning in this motherfucker and here's the thing you're if, if that engine goes up in flames we're done dude i was already thinking in my head like if that engine did you have a fire extinguisher on the boat we don't need to get into that dude you fucker <laughs> so so i'm i'm already saying i was already thinking like, fire if, extinguisher there's water everywhere i was already thinking in my head like if this engine goes up in flames like we're done there's nothing we can do yeah and so we smell something burning. So Zane runs back to the engine compartment, throws the engine compartment open. I stick my head in there right away and start sniffing. I'm like, it's not in here. Thank God. So Zane's like, I think it's a starter. It shorted out. And I'm like, it better be. So Zane well, goes, Zane goes under the dash and Zane's a motorhead too. So I don't even know what he's doing under there, but he's like, yeah, it's just, it's just the wiring under here. We're good. I'm like, thank God. Well, what had happened is we had three days of rain. And then it got zero degrees cold and it locked everything up on my, my throttle, the ignition, it locked everything up on my boat. So when I went to start it, when it was super cold out, the ignition broke because it was old plastic and it was completely locked up frozen. So I went to town, I got an ignition from town, but whenever you, when it's key on and then you go to crank it, it shuts the ignition off. So it's not a cranking while hot. Or it's not a hot while cranking. So I had to kind of jimmy rig it while I had this ignition. So I had the starter wire to where I could just touch it and give it power to get it started. Well, whenever we started hitting all those waves, that wire got jammed and started getting 12 volts to it. So it kept the starter spinning and it got the starter hot. And like, it's like there was, it was definitely burning wire hot. (laughs) At that point, at that point, I'm like, all right, first, I don't want to die here. That's number one. I don't think we're going to die now. Number two, I hope our I hope this boat gets us back to the launch because we're never going to make check-ins if the boat dies. Obviously, we're going to have to be walk we're going to be freaking walking up buttes to the next lease to fucking call somebody. Yeah, last and, uh, place coming up. And then number three, number three, I look in the front of the boat and there is so much water on these coyotes now. They're just getting blasted with white caps. I'm like, dude, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the coyotes out of the boat. It's going to turn into a nine coyote icicle. We're going to have to get a. Pro- uh, crowbar to get these things out of our boat i look back at my rifle and that's an ice cube too dude do you know how much water we were taking on zane we were getting blasted dude i it was probably a, almost half a gallon a time <laughs> oh i love where do you come <laughs> up with that number <laughs> it was bad sam it, it was terrible <laughs> this was like water running down your neck okay bad <laughs> <laughs> we're going across the lake <laughs> That was a terrible, terrible, dude. Sometimes I gotta rein you in. Zay. I feel like I'm, sometimes I'm like the, I have to be like the, the, the old sage of the group. Like I, dude, I have to like make the, you, you, you make like the adolescent decisions, and I'm like, which sometimes they work out, and other times I'm like Zane, we gotta reel this in. This we gotta. Oh, there's a little, little, little Mitch, little Mitch on one shoulder and a little Zane on the other shoulder. <laughs> I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna end up, I'm gonna end up in jail, or I'm gonna win the tournament. And Jim, what are you talking about? That's why I mean I'll do what it takes. <laughs> we have to throw you to in me. to get out of there. He's throwing you in, Mitch. So we got back to the we did get back to the west shore, but I don't know why this is. For whatever reason, when you go with the waves instead of against the waves, it's hmm. terrible. Because we were going with the waves, and I was like, these waves are a lot smaller. We were still getting absolutely sandblasted in the fucking face. It was bad. It was really bad. So, I, I, and, I, and and the whole time, you guys, I, I had a missing phone. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, and I kind of remembered, like, where I last 
uh, Zane, lost Zane, it. you didn't even care about the phone. Like, I could tell you didn't care. He's like, I lost my phone. Let's keep hunting. Then I could tell, like, it started to, like, bother you, the, like, the further and further, like, the day went on. And then I finally got it out of you. He's like, my wife's going to be pissed at me. I got to find that fucking phone. Well, <laughs> well, this is the second time this would have happened on this Blake <laughs> hunting trip. Like, this isn't the first lost phone situation. Oh, anyway, so I'm like, Mitch, I think I know where it's at. And I couldn't shut the boat off because I didn't know if the starter was cooked. So even if we did have service, the boat was going to be there running. Odds of us hearing it. So I'm like, we'll go check two places. We went to go check this one spot. I pulled up where I had parked. And Mitch was like, I got it, dude. Don't worry. And I'm like gearing up to like jump out. And he's like, I'll get it. And I'm like, Sam. he doesn't know. Mm. It, it, it was teetering on, on, you know, like where the waves hit the, the sand and it's like a 90 degree angle. Yeah. It was teetering on on the sand where it was like another like inch and it would have it would have fallen in the water. What was it sitting on? The sand. Right it's on the edge on the of the sand? water. Yeah, it was just teetering. <laughs> it was teetering on the sand right, right, right up against the right up against the white caps. <laughs> and like i grabbed the phone i'm like i got it and zane's like getting his shit on he's like what do you mean like, i got your phone it was right here on the edge of the water you don't gotta walk anywhere it's literally right here what the hell yeah. so lucky anyways so then we get <laughs> we got back on was. we got back on the water we headed to the bay where we launched and there was actually a couple really good stands in the bay we kind of scoped out previously we figured we'd pick up a 10th coyote there we didn't get the 10th coyote um and Zane's like, well, Zane, our- Zane, 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 just wait. Zane's <laughs> like, this motherfucker, he's like, we're going to make, we're going to make another stand. We're killing 10. I'm like, Zane, we don't need 10. We have nine. We'll win the tournament. He's like, no, we're getting 10. I'm like, Zane, take me to the launch. I said, we got to get this boat docked out. We got to pull it out of here, which was going to be a rodeo. We already knew that. And I said, we got to make check-ins. We're not getting DQ because we don't make check-ins. And Zane, just he had a moment there. He just kind of stared off into the abyss for a while. And he's like, fine, let's go to the fucking boat launch. So we get the boat out. Uh, we we did get that moment, Mitch is like, thank God. Finally yeah, we, get we, off we, this water Sam, with this fucking psycho. The ki- <laughs> Sam, the kicker, the kicker, if we made that last stand, we 100% would, have made, would not have made check-ins. And you know it, Zane. Don't even give me, don't even start. <laughs> you were driving like a grandpa, dude. I was driving like 60. Okay, I would have made check-in. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you don't all drive 90 miles an hour everywhere. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I, I would have been at check-in. Zane, tell them about the hill and then what we had to do with the strap. Okay, so w- launching the boat that morning, like you crest over this and it was drifted in. And so I didn't know exactly where the road was, but I'd been in there enough times I had a good idea. Nobody had been in there. So I started pulling down. Well, my boat started pushing my vehicle. Like I was about driving to my Tahoe. <laughs> okay. So it started pushing this steep, this hill steep. I don't know what angle it is, but it's freaking steep. It's steep enough for my jet boat, which isn't a heavy boat, to push me down this thing. So I iced the ramp, whatever. That wasn't a problem. So we get the boat out up the ramp. I get it strapped down. And Mitch is like, are you going to try it? I'm like, yeah, dude, I think I'm going to try it. So he's like, I'm going to run to the top in case you get jackknifed and we have to leave your vehicle and go to make check-in. So I let it warm up for a little bit because I knew I was going to be on the rev limiter getting up that hill. Shut all the traction control off. I left it in first. And I matted it from the boat launch and did not let off. I put it second for two seconds, but it, it didn't have enough power to hold it. So I put it back in first. And literally, I snail crawled to the very top and then got stuck. 
You got it, Zane. You got stuck. You got stuck right at the crest, bro. Yes. I yeah, know. it was on your story on Instagram. Yeah, I posted it, dude. You I was like, barely. He's gonna make made it. He's, it. Gonna, make it. he's so, gonna make it. And if anybody can hear me on on my Instagram story, right at the very end, I go, "We don't have a strap either." Yes. So <laughs> I got the anchor rope, and I was starting it. It's old and sun brittled, and I'm like, "This isn't gonna do it." And I'm like, "I have to cut the winch line." The wide, the, it's like a two-inch wide strap that you can suck the boat on. Yeah, so, like, really? so the, the the actual for anybody familiar with a boat, the 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 um seatbelt material winch line that you winch your boat onto the trailer with. Zane's like, we'll just cut that off. I'm like, well, you're not gonna have a winch line for your boat anymore. He's like, I have a safety chain. That's fine. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut that and doubled it up, and it made like a six-foot-long strap. And uh, you bumped me one time and it didn't work. And then you bumped me again and it, it got it got everything moving enough to where it, it got me unstuck. Yeah, it did. There was um, even a, there was a skid steer sitting there or there was a, what was that? There's a grater. There was a grater there. And I'm thinking, oh, they'll have a chain on that grater somewhere and we could borrow, but they didn't. So we had to go worst case scenario and um, what, what, what use the winch line, correct? Yeah, it, we, we did what we had to do. And then we get on the highways and Mr. We could have made another stand quickly realized we could not have made another stand because the roads were freaking icy and it was straight mad max all the way sam we were on we were on hot, highway is that 85 yeah no, it was 85 dude you couldn't see the lane. 85 sam every it was like mad max dude everybody was just driving wherever they wanted it was like to three there was cars no, wide sometimes it was three cars wide people <laughs> passing on the shoulder people passing wherever they wanted to it was crazy <laughs> people hitting the ditch probably we did oh, make we, it with like a half hour to spare, but um, if we made, made that last stand. stand, if that if we made that last stand, uh, Zane, I don't know, buddy. It would have been tight. We would have had to drive faster. It may not have been the smartest decision. If we would have had clocks or watches on our wrist, we would have hundred percent been able to make that stand because our phones were jumping between time zones, and we didn't know what time zone we were in, so we didn't know when the check in was. If if you if we would have had watches, which we're gonna do now. Zane, Zane's yeah. Sam, Zane's got this genius watch idea. And he's like, bro, we need watches. I'm like, why do we need you can watches? Just like, set your phone to mountain time. And no, dude, Zane, 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 get me one of those little what happy happens meals. when you lose Zane. your phone? Yeah, Not sure. everybody loses their phone every single coyote. Zane loses his phone every Zane. <laughs> Listen. And dude, when my I'm phone, my phone. Let me go. Let me talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting we're getting a little too rowdy. You put like an iPad or like tape his phone to a two by four for him or something like that. And, like I'm on my Onyx in these white caps, Sam. Like trying to like look look at the bays and look at stands and just getting the shit beat out of me. And Zane's doesn't even have a phone. I'm like, dude, thank God I have my phone because we know what time it is and we know where where our next stand's gonna be. I knew where they were. I've, yeah. I've hunted that stuff way too. I know, times. but you know how I am with my Onyx, dude. I'm there's like, probably I'm, a I'm clock all, in the I'm boat, all, but there's probably I'm a clock all, in the boat. But Zane like took the wire off that to splice it to something else so he could see yeah. something else at one. I gotta point. have my I gotta have my Onyx. So I'm already kind of like an iPad kid. Like I gotta I gotta freaking have my Onyx and be able to look at my pins and see where I'm at. If, if you gave me a hunt and said you don't get to have a phone or Onyx, it wouldn't hurt me. Dude, that's funny, Sam. Uh, Zane and I are kind of opposites. Like I'm on my Onyx, and I have like a detailed game plan. You know how I am with my Onyx, like. I want to know exactly what we're going to do. Here's the stands we're going to make. Zane's like, get me out of check-in and turn me fucking loose. Yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. no we're going to go here. We're going to go here. So it's kind of like a good mix, I feel like, with Zane and I. We're, we're, a, good, we're a good combo because we kind of complement each other well. We're not always thinking the same thing, which I think is really good. And for Yeah. Kind of 
Yeah, I think I think I'm kind of technical too with like the Onyx part of it. But then it's like I've kind of been with so many people that just run and gun that I just kind of had to morph into that too. Zane's the definition like, of run and gun. But I mean, in in his defense, he kills shit. Yep. I kill shit. He kills shit. We just do it different ways sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Zane. That's hundred percent right. Wait, what are you thinking over there, buddy? I have a question. Okay. <laughs> are you? So whenever we got on the podcast, you said this is uh, my coyote partner. Am I your coyote partner or are you my coyote partner? <laughs> I think both. Okay. <laughs> Zane, I, here's what I think needs to happen. You guys, guys are each other's boyfriends. Let's we need to go right head now. to head one day and settle. <laughs> I feel like there's a little bit of tension between us. You think you're the king of the coyote world up here. I I think I'm the king of the coyote world up here. I, I think I, wonder, I think I a head. Don't even say it, dude. I am not a king of the coyote world. There's, no, I mean it, in a twenty in a saying you turn me and you lose for twenty four hours against each other. Who wins? That's what I'm getting. At. I'm not trying to sound arrogant. I'm just who wins? Yeah, I I really don't know. Zane, just say it. Just say it, Zane. I really don't. Okay, okay. you'll be. I didn't. I didn't say I'd beat you. I think you yeah. can beat me. I do. I think that's sure. how good you are. That's that's why I hunt with you. I think if we went head to head ten times, I think you'd win five and I'd win five. Yeah, I feel like that's that's probably good. Yeah. Um, Which, I have a lot to learn. Well, it's not a lot to learn. I have so a nobody lot would win. Of... Did we clarify that who's gonna win? Who's the better? Gonna... Sam, we're not gonna say. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna play nice. Hey, listen, listen to this, you guys. I had yeah. a dude one time that was our neighbor. All three of my brothers were up here welding, and he always wanted to know who the best was, right? Yeah. And he kind of hated my guts. Well, my brothers both told him that I was the best, and he lost his shit. My brother ended up shoving him out of the door door and telling me he's gonna beat his ass. No, no. Because he lost his mind because they're like, oh, he's better. Because we're like, oh, he's better. He's better. And they told him that I was better. Pretty sure that's not. And he freaking lost his shit. That little piece of shit. And dude, they about had to beat him up. It was freaking hilarious. <laughs> but honestly, I well, don't care who's better. I just know that other people better have their shit together. Cause they, I don't know why, but this like whole podcast, every time you, like you just brought up your neighbor, I'm just imagining like these yuppies from Seattle moving into like these Tarzan children's and world. They got, <laughs> they, what, what did you say earlier, Sam? What did you compare Zane to? That wild Zane's like that little wild kid off the wild thornberries that they just found out in the wilderness. Yeah, it's dude. Like, there's just this little kid living in yeah. like a trunk of a car next door with a blowgun, dude. Yeah. Fucking shooting like, darts through their windows and shit. just standing out there in a loincloth just staring at him with face paint on. <laughs> They're like, what the hell did we just move into? Zane is kind of like part, I don't know, part animal, part like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I kind of animal to compare the bobcat, I like that. Yep, he's the bobcat. Small yeah. little son of you a guys, bitch that always kills. Crazy. <laughs> he's easier to hide on coyote stands too, right, Sam? Oh, we just lost Sam. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, back. Sam's back. back. Sam's back. You've got to ignore them calls when they come in quick. you got to ignore them quick. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's since we're getting a little off track, um, we have a couple coyote tournaments coming up we're going to do together. Yep. We we were gonna keep it a secret because the Calcutta is gonna get insane, uh, but who cares? Honestly, see, this is where Zane's about to go off the rails. Where I would just kind of play it close to my chest. Zane's about to just show our hand right in front of the whole coyote hunting world. Here's the tournaments we're going to come beat us. Bring it! Like, <laughs> I, I I think the more competition, I'm not scared of competition. Let me go here for a second. I totally agree, Zane. I want to go to these hunts, dude. I want the best teams to be there. Yep. Best. And I want to compete against the best yep. because I, there's no sense going if if there's if the best aren't nope. there. And there's 
Go ahead. If if you called and told me, oh, dude, there's only going to be four teams, I lose all interest. Yeah. If you call and say there's going to be 100 teams, I get a freaking adrenaline rush, and I'm like, I start preparing now for a hunt in two months. Zane's got to watch out for those adrenaline rush headaches, he calls them. I got one right now. He was telling yeah. me about that today. I never right. knew that. He'll call, he'll call me at work, Sam. He'll be at work, and he'll be so spun up, dude. He'll just be he'll be telling me this. He'll be telling me that. And he'll tell. then at the end, he always says, I got an adrenaline headache. I got to go. Hey, guess what else? <laughs> guess what else? Mitch calls and does this. Zane, I got a good idea. Okay, I, I guess I'll let you go. Well, I'm, you're getting me all spun up. Dude, Zane and I, it's like throwing gasoline on a fire, though, dude. When we get going and we start game planning and we start thinking of stands and where we want to hunt and how we're going to do this and that, what guns we're going to shoot, dude, we get fired up, dude. And I love that. I needed that. I need that fire back. Yeah. Yeah, he, well, Zane did kind of put the fire back into you, it sounds like. He's got, he's got the fire back in me, dude. We're, we're taking on every tournament we can this year. Like, bring it, boys. We're going to be there. Yeah, 100%. So what tournaments are we doing? Are we going to tell them? I guess we're going to tell them. We're going to do Keen, the yep. coyote, the fire. Well, I'm going to, yeah, we're going to do Keen. We're going to do Mile City. We're going to do Grass Range. Yep. As of now, those three. Yep. Then there's, depending on where they fall on the schedule, I want to hit up Ekalaka. Um, Broadus. I would like to do Baker. Um, Baker, I forgot about that. Yep. And there's some there's some other ones that we can squeeze circle, in. There's, circle in the Brockway one. Well, I I would love to do that one because there's I think that's that I love so, oh, oh, pump the brakes, Zane. We don't got to yeah. get too rowdy here. Yeah. Um. Anyways, Zane, Zane's got some people he wants to he wants to beat. That's all we'll say. Yeah, but uh, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of tournaments, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in all every I'm gonna try doing everything to hit as many as we can hit. So here's Are my next question, Zane. Savage hunt. Yeah, Zane, Thanks. you can do it. <laughs> oh, well, the word on the street is is that they canceled it. Why did yeah. they cancel it, Zane? Unknown reasons. I think you know the reason why. <laughs> Zane, I, how many coyotes did you so Zane Zane killed twenty seven in a two day hunt by yourself, correct? What was it? This, this so was, the first first let's just year talk I about your best year, because if you go off on your on your winning spree, we're gonna be hit, sitting here for thirty minutes. Well, okay, he did. So, he did the savage hunt three times, right? And you won and it. And I've every won year. it all three times. Yep. Solo, a yep. three-man hunt. And he does it solo. Yeah. But so, I mean, what was the most you killed? Just, let's just. Twenty-seven coyotes and three fox. Okay. Or two fox, three or two. I don't remember. It was three. Okay. Pretty yeah. sure. Um. And that was a two-day. Yeah. Well, it was, it was less than a two-day. You got to check in pretty early, but yeah, it's it's pretty much a two-day. It's like thirty-six hours or something. Yeah. And uh, I honestly would have killed more, but I kept getting messages and phone calls of them saying they're going to DQ me, but it doesn't matter. Uh, 27, I don't know if there's anybody out there that's killed that many coyotes during a tournament, uh, well, late yeah. season tournament solo like I did. I just, I if somebody is, they should comment or let you know because I might need to know. And here's what I want to see. And this is this is for all the teams Wait, out there who are. You should say why you almost got DQ'd. Because someone's okay. out. There. I'll, I'll, let me let me explain that. Okay. okay. This little <laughs> this little shyster. So we keep calling him Zane, 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 Zane. Well, his real name is da- his real name is Dallin. So he goes in there and registers with his real legal name instead of Zane, so he can slip through the cracks, correct? And get Calcutta. the Calcutta, right? Yeah. Get himself cheap in the Calcutta. That's dude, Zane. That's greasy. <laughs> it, well, it may it be greasy, too. 
But listen, when you're when you're solo in it, competing against three and four teams, and you gotta you gotta cut all the corners, dude. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna get mad at? I use my real name. So I didn't know. Zane told me he was gonna do this before that Calcutta. I just laughed. I was like, well, it's kind of legal, you know. It, I mean, he's not doing anything wrong. No. And then uh, one of my buddies fr- that he went to the tournament. I don't even know if he entered. He was planning to buy Zane with five other guys. Yeah, well, Zane entered his name as Dallin. Yeah. And I, and then Zane said, calls me after the Calcutta and goes, yeah, I got myself for, what, 20 bucks? Yeah, like, and then yeah. I, I text that buddy. I go, did you get Zane? He goes, no, that little fucker switched his name to Dallin. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the problem with these Calcuttas, though, is if you are a team that, that usually performs well, you you could go for three, four grand, and then every other team in there goes for 50 bucks. Well, now you're competing to win your own money back. You're so what Zane, Zane and I yeah. said, if that happens to us next time, as soon as it gets above two grand, we're, we're going to say, you know, once we get done here, you can find us down at the bar. And then after that, you can find us getting a pizza drive at home because we're not even going to hunt. So keep, stop bidding our freaking team up. Well, there, sh- there should be a disclosed amount of money that before the bidding starts that says, hey, you can buy your team right now before the bidding starts for a filled uh, $1,000. Right. Or something like that. I think that would be cool because it almost does get a little bit, I guess, not to say that. Because I don't really care about it being fair or not. But when your team does go for that amount of money – you don't even get to make any money. Yeah. You know? Com- well, and, that's what I just said, Zane. You're competing to win your own money. Back. Yeah. And then second and third And it puts place, a lot of pressure back on you well, when that happens. Yeah. Now, now it's almost che- it's almost better to win second or third because they're going to get a bunch more money from that Calcutta. Not that all of it's about money, but it, it does. It kind of does suck. Yeah. <laughs> it, dude, when we used to do it, when Marty and I won Williston hunt five years in a row, that would get 50 teams. Our team was always... I think the most it went for was almost five grand. And that's back when I was a little whippersnapper. I didn't have any money anyways. I was like 18 years old, Marty by our team anyways. And we'd walk out of there and he'd be like, you better have a good fucking game plan, Mitch. (laughs) Don't worry, Marty. I said, we're going to win. I got a game plan. No, we just got to get our equipment up and running, broke in, fouled, barrels broke in, everything nice and smooth and consistent and just go wreck house. His wreck house. Sam, you, um, Sam, Sam might even get in a tournament with us, right, Sam? Might get lucky and get Sam in. Sam ordered a barrel today, dude. He's getting serious. Yesterday, I got another barrel coming. I got like three custom rifles. I should just shoot the 300. I told Mitch I was going to shoot the 300 Norma, the custom, and he's like, hell yeah, we're not saving them anyways. But I tell Zane, he's like, oh. Is the barrel suppressed, it's though? too loud, is what he said. Uh, I'm not. I, I'm not standing next to you if you're shooting this unsuppressed with a 300. I know we You'll all bo- go on our own stands. Remember? No, that's that's illegal. That's illegal. That thing. That thing's so loud. I'll be calling a mile down the road, and you'll ruin my stand. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably shoot him from my stand. Shoot your dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. There's something else I want to talk about. What, what was it? You guys got anything else? Zane, you want to um, cover anything else? Do I we, think we could Zane's talk got about something. How Zane, Zane builds rifles. Yeah, yeah we, we don't that. have to get into that on this pot. That can be a load development and rifles, and that that stuff can be on a complete different one. And yeah, we'll do we another can. one for that. So Zane actually builds rifles. Zane, you've built a couple of rifles for oh, me. Let me ask you this, Mitch. Let me ask yeah. you this. Do you like your guns? Because I guess I never asked you. Oh, dude, I love my guns. How do they shoot? They shoot good. Yeah? Sam's phone keeps ringing. Yeah, they shoot great. No, Zane builds a hell of a rifle. All, you, you know, you convinced me to use that chassis. 
which I was hesitant about, and I'll never go back ever. Yeah, I I will never once once so we have XLRs on there, and once we switch to those, and me personally, anything else I even put touch or grab, I'm like, this is disgusting. I know what I was going to ask you, Zane. Yeah. Do you think you can stay up for two days and two nights? I know I can. Do you think you can yes. in a two day hunt? Yes. No, I, I don't think you can. can. I I know I can't. I know if I can't. Can, he'll take like a. A 10-minute catnap, no and it's nap. like he didn't even sleep at all. It's like, what the hell did but, you just do? So, the thing he's is, like a cup of ramen noodles, and then he's just like bouncing off the dude, walls. Dude, Sam, when we were on that boat, I forgot to mention this. When we were on that boat, then we'll get back to the staying up for two straight days. When we got back to that boat, we were going down the lake, and he's like, are you ready for to eat? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Dude has a brand new thermos he bought for me with a, with with hot soup. Then he pulls out another thermos of piping hot coffee. I'm like, this is a hunting partner right here. <laughs> I had some hard boiled eggs for you though. Yeah, you did. They I dude, got... they were there was ice on them. Oh, Those no, three they, gave like, me, crunch. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I thought it was eggshells. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the last ones you gave me at the boat ramp, I put them, I'm like, there's eggshells in here, is ice. Dude, Zane, that's <laughs> when you know your 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 hunting partner is a good hunting partner, is when I pull out a chunk of prime rib from the from the restaurant the previous night and start gnawing on it and i hand it to him and he starts gnawing on it too <laughs> and then, and then i got back the to the boat <laughs> sam i got back to the boat like two stands later i'm like hey where's that prime rib at and he points down in the bottom of the boat and it's rolling around in dirt and mud and and sand i'm like shit no more prime rib the boat was coming <laughs> completely out of the water what do you mean airborne <laughs> Oh yeah, those were some rollers. Those were some yeah, like yeah, the, the completely and then land. It was freaking rev limiter out of the water, and then it would hit. So let's circle back where we were at. We were talking about staying up for two days. So you, you think you, you think you can stay up for two days, Zane? If you told me I had to, and I didn't have another partner, absolutely, I know I could do it. Um, but the problem is, is that we would be stupid to do it now. But why? If if we wanted to. Obviously, because now we're gaining these, like we want to be the best, the best condition. We're going to play it right to where the odds are in our favor. We rest whenever the odds of killing the coyotes aren't the highest. And we absolutely hammer them whenever our odds are the best of killing them. You know what I think we should do? What? I think when we get to the rules meeting, we should, we should spike everyone's drinks with melatonin. I think that's going to give us a huge advantage, Sam. That's the biggest advantage, isn't yeah. it? Think about yeah. it. Well, we'll just, most we'll just have. Days, Zane, I know I'll a ha- guy that used to do something similar to that. But Zane, I'll have you make a big scene up front, and I'll just go around with melatonin, and I'll just spike everyone's drinks. It's going to give you us guys, a huge advantage. Listen, most of these dudes are used to going home and sitting on their couch. No, you already got food. it wrong. They get at the rules meeting. They start dipping into the booze, and they stay there for a couple hours extra while the killers. Right when they get they get done, they just fly out the door. Yeah. Well, e- even then, most of these guys they they don't have what it takes to to hammer out. Like I know they don't because how am I how am I beating three and four dudes solo? Explain that to me. I'm not that good. I'm not some mastermind coyote hunter. I've really only been like seriously seriously hunting coyotes for three or four years. I don't well, know. Say, I will say this thing. You. Oh, we just froze. We're back. I will say oh, this. Good. Um, we're good. Zane's Zane Zane hasn't lived up here very long, right? How long, Zane? 
Um, I have lived up here right around 10 years. Okay, so he's been here 10 years. That's a while. Yeah. But how long have you been Kyle hunting hard? Only three or four years. Three, yeah, it's not like that long. driving around, shooting them uh, since I've been up here, but physically calling them and hunting them, three years. So, yeah, he had no interest in hunting them four years. I'm like, yeah. Zane, you got to yeah. come do this. So to really, do this. to really dial in your day game up here, it's like, you know, we talked about the hides. A lot, a lot of guys know who the hides are. They've been doing it for 30, 40 years. They're legends up here. Right. I've been doing it since I was 18 to 20. And to, to to build an infrastructure of day calling spots and areas, it takes decades. Like, it, it really yeah. truly does. You can't just come up here can't and touch in, a year, that yeah, in a year or two. Now, night hunting, it's a different ballgame. And yep. Zane, I would say Zane, for night hunting, he's taken it to a different level. Zane, yep. night hunting is a absolute monster. And I feel like I'm an absolute – I can kill coyotes at night. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I can kill a lot of coyotes at night. But I feel like in the daylight – there's not a lot of guys who can keep up with me just because I've been doing it so long and I no. have the spots and the infrastructure and I know I have the landowners and I can, I can go out in the daylight and I'm confident we can, we can kill a lot of coyotes. Well, so I just, you, and then there's me and I just keep the morale high and just keep everybody happy and drag yeah. the coyotes back for Sam sends Snapchats <laughs> of coyotes on the county road and says, Hey, come over here. There's a coyote yeah, standing like, here. Hey, there's one over here. I see. And you guys come shoot it since I can't well, hit it. Here's, here's a, here's what takes you to another level, Mitch. Maybe there's a couple guys that have a couple runs of six and sevens and maybe tens and twelves. Dude, you could go hunt for multiple weeks and you're not going to run out of day stand spots. Yeah. Like, and that's that's not even just saying that. Like, there's very few guys in the state that has the inventory that you have. Um, the hides, obviously, you're not going to touch them. Uh, Tori, you're you're not going to touch that dude. Uh, in the just, central part of the state, but I think he comes out it, here. I think I could. I think I can. So everybody's always wondering, what's the secret to coyote hunting? I'll tell you the secret to coyote hunting. You have to be in the coyotes. You have to find the coyotes. It's not the calling. The calling's yeah. the easy part. You get in the coyotes, you're going to be able to call them all in. Okay. Yeah. Walking think, in, walking into spots in the day and not jumping them, not getting on top of them. I have a problem with that. Like, there's so many little things day hunting, but you have. The more of the story is, you have to be where the coyotes are. You have to be where there's a lot of them. Yep. Exactly. It doesn't matter what you're playing. You could yep. probably play the, some of the wildest stuff you can think of. They're going to come in. You have I to think, be where the coyotes are at. Yeah, exactly. I think you could give me one sound and give the, another team any sound they want. And I think I could probably compete just because, like you said, it's not so much the sounds you're playing. It's more so you're on coyotes and you're, you're hunting areas that coyotes aren't getting hunted. Dude, I used to, so Sam used to tell me stories about you, right? How you're six foot seven, three hundred pounds, all muscle. <laughs> I just drag you up like this. Listen, hero. listen. You drag six or seven coyotes across seven sections, and at that time, I really wasn't interested in coyotes. Anyways, I'm like, whatever, Sam. You're <laughs> whatever. And he kept. Oh, he can kill twenty coyotes in a night. This and I'm like, whatever, Sam. Whatever. And then, so once I started, once I just barely started hunting, I'm like, bullshit. This dude's cheating. I was, I was like, and, and other people too, like I heard stories about the hides, like it's not possible. Like, yeah. I don't know how they're doing it, but they're lying. That didn't happen. And then once you start forgetting about how they're doing it and start worrying about how you're going to do it yeah. and how you start doing it, that all goes out the window and dots start connecting and you go, holy crap, this is completely legit. And it's a hundred percent possible. Right, exactly. As, as yeah. soon as you turn your oh whatever cheater, ooh you can't do that. They must have people hunt with them. Let that go and start putting your time and energy to figuring out on your own that stuff. You dots start connecting quick. Yeah, because 
like some of like some of the areas we'll hunt in these tournaments too. <clears throat> I mean, it took me, and I'm still learning the areas, but four, five, six, seven years to figure out uh, an area and get confident in it. I mean, that's it. It's you're not going to be able to do it in a year or two, you know, to put the nope. stands together. Ain't gonna happen. Not gonna happen. I, me and my buddy were talking the other day. I said we'll be able to beat Tory Hyde when he's dead and gone. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I said, Zane, uh, Zane, you could you could take him at night. That you, Zane, I'll put you up against anybody at night. I will. I'll okay. put you up against and anybody because I, I, you just haven't you haven't had the time. In, well, in the, in, listen, night's not even night's easy. Okay, me killing. I don't have any ego or feel like I'm some badass because I can kill my knights. I feel like a chump because I can kill coyotes at night. You want to be hardcore? You go knock down a bunch of coyotes time and time again in the day. That's when you get some some like value. I don't value anybody that can just oh, knock the crap out. Zane, of Zane, I do. Because there's not a lot of there's not a guy a lot of guys who can do what you're doing, dude. You got to get yourself Zane, Zane this and isn't shooting in the daylight. Sam, this isn't. But like you know who got all the coyotes in the daylight? I did. I got both of them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Zane couldn't hit him in the daylight, but at nighttime, shit, I think he shot all eight of them. <laughs> and and I the missed every coyote. Zane was just mopping them up behind me. Yeah, and it's not that there's necessarily not coyotes where you're hunting in the daylight. It's just you got to have the right setups and the right areas where you can even call them in in the day because it's getting harder and harder. It really is. Like the day hunting is getting harder and harder. And um, that's there's just, a lot I of people mean, doing it. There's a lot of people doing it, and there's more roads going in. There's more activity. Yeah. It's just getting more difficult to kill coyotes in the daylight. It's just how it is. Yeah. I think the and night I- is getting harder too. Well, from four <laughs> years ago to now, it's definitely changing. There's a lot of guys running around with thermal. That's why I got Zane on my team because Zane. Dude, Zane hunts hard at night, and I know. Whose me- team? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Whose team is it? What did I say? Zane's team. So you said team. my. I said my team. Yeah. It's both of our team. Well, here's the deal. Zane, it's your Zane. Zane, dude, it's my team in the daylight. It's your, I, I already told this. I said Zane at night. You're the man. Yeah. You tell you 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 send me to stands in the daylight. Just do what I fucking tell you to do, and we'll kill coyotes. Yeah, sit down and shut up for five I'll say, minutes. I'll say, sit there. Coyotes are going to come from there. Kill them. I'm going over yeah. here. Jeez, I'm going to yeah. listen like a good school kid. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them. I got some questions here we got to answer. Uh, uh, I had people on Instagram send me some questions. So Zane and Sam are going to answer them for us. Oh, boy. This is, a, this is a really good question, actually. This guy, Blaine, sent me this question. Blaine Zelaney. Shout out to Blaine Zelaney. Good question, Blaine. Best question I got. Here it is. Said, um, say you're doing a tournament. Are you trying to hunt smaller areas that are loaded with coyotes, or are you driving from spot to spot as quickly as possible? And does this differ from one day and night? And it does. It's a. I guess I'll answer. I'll give my spin on it first, then you can answer, Zane. Okay. It definitely differs from day to night. In the daylight, I'm making. I might make a three or four mile run in between stands, mm-hmm. just because the country I'm in is a lot of ag with creeks running through it and draws and, and pastures where i'll maybe i'll call i'll call one spot and then i'll go cross country a mile and a half two three miles to get to the next drainage to call just because there's no stands in between to make where at night if you you could get into some farm country that's just barren that's loaded with coyotes where you can make a stand every three quarters of a mile and hammer coyotes on every spot if it's dense with them so yes it, it definitely is there's a huge difference what do you got zane so it's kind of like a double-edged sword it, and it, everything comes into play and effect whenever this question is answered. So I kind of let the coyotes tell me, um, 
in the area how thick they are and kind of how far I need to go. If I, they're really vocal, like later in the season when I'm doing these tournaments, and they'll usually howl. Like if I hear some howl 12 or 1500 yards away, that's all I'm going to go to get next to that droop. Or if I hear some howl just eight, 900 yards away, just over another hill, I'm going to wrap around if I can and call those. But if I'm hunting uh, stuff to where I'm not seeing a lot, but let's say I see two or locate two and I call those in and it's, it, there's not a lot of ag, I can guarantee you there's not going to be those two coyotes probably are rolling that whole area and you're not going to have another pair or single right there. So it, I let what I'm seeing for sign, what I'm hearing and how many I'm calling and shooting kind of determine that. But you also said like, how quickly do you get from stand to stand? Well, that's, easy that's as fast as possible like i'm i don't know that's why we we got zane behind the wheel yeah i don't know what it takes to get actually taken to jail for speeding too much but i'm on the risk of getting taken to jail from stand to stand i'm not messing around like there's been times when i was riding with zane and it's like zane races like these mud trucks too so it's like he knows how to drive but he it's like gets to a point where you're like okay i know i'm safe because zane's driving but then there's times when you're just like, God damn it, just slow down a little bit here, Zane. Yeah, you gotta keep you gotta get us home. You gotta get us home at night, Zane. <laughs> no, and I, I wanna go home at night. I'm not yeah. being reckless, but I'm on the edge of like I'm in this tournament to win it. Or he's driving in his abilities, but our abilities it's way above. And it's I'm like, holy when shit. I get into a tournament, <laughs> you guys, I am I go in, there's energy that comes, like, I'm going back to the times I'm doing this solo. There's an energy that I don't know where it comes from. Zane, you're you're channeling that energy from your youth when you were in that car trunk shooting blow darts at the people, at the yuppies next door. You're channeling all that energy. You're running around around your loincloth. You guys, I might, if I get a comfortable partner, I might get, I might get relaxed and sleepy. I don't know. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to do because the weight's been on my shoulders. What, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Dude, like when I'm like, okay, he can go handle this. Maybe I'll get like, man, I feel like I can maybe take a nap. But before, dude, I'm jogging. Like there's times I'll catch myself walking and I'm like, Zane, no, no, you piece of shit. Get when going. Zane told me, when, yeah, when Zane Zane, told tell me, the story. Tell the walking story. Tell the I fell asleep walking story because I don't know if I'm buying this. Okay. <laughs> Make it went, quick. We got to wrap this up at some point. I went to this last spot on a two-day tournament. The sun was coming up. It was my last spot, and I I had seen piles of coyotes in there. I wanted to make it perfect, like one last final hurrah. I had 24 or 25 coyotes at the time, and I, I knew that I couldn't drive all the way in there. It was going to be a longer walk. So I drove in there. It, was just, it wasn't The sun wasn't anywhere close to coming up, but once I got set up, I don't remember if I took my thermal or day gun in there. I think I used thermal. But – I called, I put all my effort into that stand. I was there for like 45 minutes because I'm. it was my last one, one and done. So I had to walk probably three quarters of a mile or a mile back out down this section line. And I was walking out and the sun wasn't up. It was still dark. I, that's why I had my thermal. That's right. And my gun was rested over my shoulder. No, I left my shit at the end of the section line. I remember. So I was walking, nothing on me. I was completely relaxed. I didn't have anything in my hands. And I'm like, I'm just going to close my eyes and relax here for a little bit. And I'm walking down down this road, you guys. And I don't know if you can call it sleepwalking or falling asleep or going into another dimension. but And I don't know how long I was doing it. 
But when I came to a realization that I was still walking and like opened my eyes, it literally scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like I literally, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You dumbass!" I was, I, I was in a whole nother realm, a department of my mind and ability that I didn't, don't even know how I got there, but I was sleepwalking down the section line. You guys, it was sleepwalking. I fell asleep. Do you want to know what the biggest thing I found to help stay up is? And it's stupid, but it helps. Well, just make sure you're drinking enough water. Drink so uh, much water. Yeah. And then have I, chewing seeds. Be chewing seeds for the, see, the second day of the hunt. And I'm like, the second day of the hunt, have sunflower seeds <laughs> in your mouth the whole time. Dude, this is dude. This is how bad it got. It is for me. I got. I get to the point where I'm so tired of listening to the same sounds on the call over and over. I actually put an earbud in and listen to music while I'm calling. I've never told anybody dude. that. Listen, that's I'll a listen, good idea. I'll listen to music while I'm hunting, and it just kind of like puts me in like a flow state. I feel like where like coyotes are coming in, I'm listening to music and vibing, listen and I don't Bob even, Marley just yeah, dude, I, time out there. I don't yeah. even get I don't even get fired up, dude. Like I'm listening to my music in one ear. I got coyotes rolling in. I'm just all right. Let's kill them. I I I I think that's honestly a good idea because after these tournaments, I'll be hearing my call in my yeah. head, oh. like. Like you close I, your eyes at night and you hear it and it's like it's, it's oh like when you get God. off a it's like when you get off a boat and you still feel the waves yeah it's like that but with coyote and when you hunt a whole season like when I was really hunting really hard for fur like for four months straight like five days a week dude you listening to the same sounds over and over dude it almost makes you nauseous like I can't do this anymore I have to I got I got to switch it up I got I got to put different sound on that's well that's another thing too that we haven't touched on um, this last tournament we did. There wasn't a so I killed four coyotes and you killed five. There wasn't a single coyote that came in that made my heart rate go up. No, I was I never got excited. I never even thought Zane. about it till we were talking. Zane, like yeah, that's why I hunt with you now because dude, I'll be honest. Like the last couple of years, dude, it just call coyotes in anymore doesn't do it for anymore. Like I've killed so many coyotes that i'm at the point now just to go out and shoot cows for fun like yeah it's fun but it just doesn't do it for me anymore that's why i had to get back into these tournaments because dude when i killed that double on that coolie and you killed the single and that brought it i was fired up dude and i haven't yeah. had that in a long time i was fired up dude i even fist pumped it. i think I, I i when i dropped yeah. that second i was like fuck yeah i said it out loud even i was like take that you motherfuckers and i went yeah. and picked those coyotes up and drug them down to the beach excuse my language but well, i was fired i was fired up and like Dude, you forget about that feeling in a tournament, dude. I'm telling you, when you start piling coyotes up and 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 filling that bed up with your partner, dude, it's it's a good feeling. Well, the thing is, too, it's it's not going to be easily done. There's other teams that are really good out there. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. Let me ask you this: Do you think that me and you hunting together, we're going to kill more coyotes than I killed by myself by adapting both ways, or how do you see this playing out? We should kill more coyotes, Zane. Come on. Especially That's on, what I feel like. Okay, but we're also like Zane. Thinking. Zane and I. Zane and I want to. This is kind of a goal we have, and and I'm sure other teams are thinking this too. But like Zane and I want to kill 40 in a two day hunt, a two day and two night hunt. We want to kill 40 coyotes. It's going to be tough. It can be 100. percent It can be done. I mean, 20 and 25 coyotes is usually a good number in a two day hunt. But if the stars align and we hunt our good country. And we get the biggest thing is getting good weather. We got to get two days of good weather, two good days, and two good nights. But we would lo yeah. love to try to knock 40 down in, in 48 hours, which would be a feat. Because I don't, I'm sure it's been done down south, but I know no one's ever done that up here. 
the highest number I've ever seen up here is is uh, my my twenty seven at uh, Sydney or Savage. At right. Savage, I think. Well, and you had, was... Mitch, you had twenty seven in Sydney, right? Sydney, yeah. Oh shit! So that was Mitch one might almost be better, I guess. <laughs> That was that was twenty that was twenty seven in guys, one day. You guys listening don't realize that I'm this I'm a hack. Like I just kind of barely got into coyotes. I have lots of other hobbies and this and that. And Mitch is like a golden standard, like a game top of the class. And I have I have no no wants or wishes thinking I can beat him. And I, like, but I don't Zane, give a shit. Zane, I'll I'll give you this. You're the best coyote hunter that I've ever hunted with, other than Marty. You and like Marty was the best coyote hunter I ever hunted with. Marty retired. He's almost 70, and the guy can still run around circles around most guys. Marty and I was died. like, I need a new partner. And then Zane, fucking Zane's crazy ass came out of Washington. And I was like, look with at a this. Loin cloth to North with Dakota. a loincloth and a spear. You know and I said, I said, look at this. I met somebody who's just as crazy and stupid as I am about coyotes. And the funny part is, is so we like small talked a little bit, and you like were thinking, dude, this, I'm just whatever. Because now I know what it's like. A lot of people message, like even me, not nowhere near what are messaging you, but there's random people that message me in small talk, right? And that's what you did to me for a while. And then I started winning enough of these big tournaments. And I think that was like the tipping point to where you're like, okay, maybe this dude might be serious. Well, the first time I hunted with Zane, I knew he had a screw loose when we made our first stand. <laughs> and <clears throat> we came over a hill. There's a bunch of coyotes on a dead pile. We didn't even know the dead pile was there. We shot a couple. We start calling. There's a coyote. And I used to do this stupid shit, too, when I was younger. There's a coyote. It's not stupid because it works. And I guess I, I shouldn't even be saying this because you can kill coyotes this way. Guys, just don't, don't do even it. say it. No, let's leave All it right. hanging for a later episode. Uh, I want to tell the story, though. No, dude. Anyways, Zane, Zane, did, Zane did. I'm not going to say. Zane yeah. did something that I have done in tournaments many times. Yeah. And I seen him doing it. And I used to. And it takes some effort. Let's just say that. And I yeah. see him doing it, and Marty is standing next to me, and he looks over at me, and he said, "That dumb motherfucker acts like you did five years ago." <laughs> yeah, because it, it'll gain, it'll gain you coyotes, and we don't. Zane, do you know how many coyotes in tournaments I've killed doing that? Well, I know how many I've killed doing it, so I could only imagine. And I do it in the daylight too. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need to go any further on that. No, we don't. We, we we're gonna couple. give. We're gonna give people enough, but we can't give them all. Zane, when when we're when we're old and retired, we're just gonna do a tell-all episode. Hopefully, at that point, this podcast is still going, and you didn't drive us in a ditch and kill us yet. <laughs> but we're Dude, gonna do it. We're gonna do an episode where we just we just spill the beans on everything. Yeah. But not yet. We still have some tournaments left in us, so we gotta we gotta keep a few cards close to the chest. Yeah. So, and we'll do. So, what we'll what we should do is before our next tournament, we'll do a pre-tournament podcast. No, we'll just do one after. No, no, we got to do what we're going to do to get ready. And Sam's going to be here for all of them. I like yeah. Sam in the podcast. Hey, we have to do what we we're going to do before the tournament and how we're going to prepare, unless we shouldn't do that. No. Okay. See, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're towing a fine line because I want to help people out, but also Zane and I, there's some stuff we do that no that nobody else is doing that that we can't divulge, I guess. Right, Zane? Yeah. No, that, no that's fair. Yeah, and it's not like any crazy stuff. Not like cheating. No. Well, here, yeah, not here's the deal. Well, people, people always think like I have some high frequency special sound I can turn on and every coyote in the county starts running. Like it's nothing groundbreaking here. It's just like little things we've picked up that other guys aren't doing that might get you an extra four or five coyotes. Where in a two day hunt, that's usually the difference between winning and losing yeah. in a competitive tournament. Well, there's another thing too. Let's say me and you do small things that add up, like each little thing's three to five percent better success. 
when you do 10 little things that other yeah. people aren't doing, that's three to five more, and then combine that, dude, that's an extra five Kyle said is going to push us over the top. Exactly. And the biggest thing I'll say for like people who want to just be successful at coyote hunting, dude, practice your shooting. Practice. I shot all summer off my tripod at gongs out my back door of my house. And I can already tell it's making a huge difference. I'm not missing coyotes this year. I've missed like one or two coyotes all year, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you got to shoot. If you're, if you don't, if you're shooting 90 to 95% in, in these tournaments or even a little bit higher, you're going to do good because you're going to get your opportunities. You always do. It's a matter of hitting and missing. Dude, I could go on a 35 minute tangent on getting ready and all the things I do, but. Bro, Zane's I, crazy. Dude, Zane WD 40 the entire oh, jet boat the night before. Oh, oh yeah. Anti ice shoots. Beat. I would say Zane shoots more long range than anyone that's in any of these tournaments. Yeah. I don't know if Zane will agree or not, but I think Zane, so. Yeah, Zane's a long range legend. We don't got to get well, him we long range. Out, yeah, Zane builds long range rifles and then he shoots long range. He can shoot a long ways. And we went out one day. We, I'm like, Zane, check out this spot. This is kind of a cool spot that I've called before. And he's like, we got to call it right now. I'm like, what? He's like, we got to call it right now. I'm like, we're standing like skyline right here. Like, whatever let's do it so i get my camera out and zane calls it and nothing comes in and all of a sudden zane's we're kind of done we're just bs and nothing came in and all of a sudden zane's looking out there and he's like there's a coyote out there i'm like where and i'm like looking way out there and this little dot it was 1450 yards and zane's shooting a 22 creedmoor what bullet 80 grain this was a 75 yeah 75 grain bullet 1450 yards that's what that's over three quarters of a mile yeah yeah and zane dials up for this we have like a stitch of wind, like one, two mile an hour, right yeah. to left, I think. And uh, I get the camera on this coyote and zoom in and it's, you can just see this little dot. And all of a sudden Zane touches that gun off and it seemed like it took five seconds. It all of a sudden, did. poof, like six feet straight below it. His right and left was perfect, but it, you just didn't have enough yardage. But I was like, it, holy, do you even get that close? Zane, like I will put a ricochet I will, into it. I <laughs> will say this though. I will say this, Zane. I got into the 20 calibers when the fur market got good because I didn't want to blow holes in coyotes and I was selling coyotes for 80 bucks a piece. So the name yeah. of the game for me was close range, kill them. If they're long range, oh, well, I don't want to sew. So Zane comes along and he just thinks I'm this knuckle dragger who doesn't know how to shoot long range and he's got to teach me everything. Zane, wait till I get that six millimeter out and start. I killed a coyote at 1,018 yards with that gun. That's pretty... That's 1,018. And I had yeah. I have confirmed... I have probably 30 or 40 confirmed kills from... 600 to 800 to 900 that, you know that's a lot that's a, i yeah. bet nobody else has that so i mean we can stretch them out when we need to yeah no problem is, in, in, problem is in tournaments you don't even want to shoot them that far away if you got to go pick them up because it takes an hour yeah what happened sam sam what happened sam, what happened got, i don't know what he's got going on what are you doing we can't I hear, can it hear you me. we can hear you what a dummy. Huh. He's being weird. All right. Well, I think that's I think that's probably a good place to wrap it up. Yeah, let's let's we wrap were it up. We were talking about something that I was really wanting to talk about, and then we got off on like three different tangents and we forget. There's some more questions that, that people sent me, but we're gonna get them in the next episode because we've already been here an hour and twenty. And um I think I like to wrap these up around an hour and thirty. So yeah. I, I think unless Zane's got anything here, I think and Sam's apparently lost his connection and gone forever. So He's being a mute. That's probably a good sign that it's time to yeah, end the podcast. It's time to go. Time to go. We're gonna so here's what we're gonna do, guys. Oh, Sam's back. We're going to we're gonna do a tournament 
and every time we do a tournament, win or lose, we're going to tell it like it is, tell what happened, and recap the tournament. And and I think that uh, I think that's that's what we're going to do because that's what we did with this one, and it went really well. Yeah. Well, hopefully people like it. I don't know. We'll see. I think I think people like it. Yeah. We we just kind of tell it as it is, right? I'm not going to share it going up. Sam, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. It cut out. I don't know why it did that time. Just I could see you guys, but I couldn't hear you. Huh. What the heck? But uh, yeah. Um, I I don't know if Zane and I are doing one. Well, Zane and his daughter are doing one, and we kind of got the okay that I could film it. Oh yeah, Sam. Oh yeah, Sam's gonna video. Uh, there's so I do not do weight hunts. I completely despise them. If there's a coyote hunt that is a weight hey, hunt, let me, let, let me let me yeah let, let me go on a little stand on my sofa. Why are you gonna go while I was going? Because you're gonna get too rowdy and we don't no, need I'm that. No, I'm not. Listen, for listen. all the people putting on tournaments out there, quit with this weight BS. We're there to kill numbers, and your top teams don't want to go out and hunt for two days and and lose months off their life staying out for two straight days to go get beat by someone who shot five coyotes and, and had a higher weight than them or less weight than them, yeah. whatever they. Let's let's keep these. Let's let's make coyote tournaments great again. Numbers. Numbers. Here's the deal. You are gonna punish. Let's say you go. Let's just put this in perspective. Let's say I go on on a hunt and I kill 15 coyotes and I I spend Zane, four weeks. Zane, what? Explain. I kind of I was talking pretty fast there. Explain what I'm talking about. Explain, Here's the deal. Explain explain what these tournaments are doing when I say wait. So people, I can kind of sum it up quick. It's like Sam's got it. There's guys coming into these tournaments like. Mitch and Zane, and they're killing 25 dogs, and everybody's getting a little disgruntled. And so they're switching it to, we're going to do a three heaviest coyotes. So anyone that kills three coyotes, and they just go out and shoot three out the window, could still be Zane and Mitch. And yeah. Zane and Mitch are going in these tournaments, basically, to see how good other people are at calling coyotes, and who is their competition, and who can compete with them. And they want to see who the best coyote hunter is, the best coyote caller. Yeah. Which, how coyote tournaments used to be who can get the most and who can who is the best in the area and why punish why punish the best to have some mediocre people come in with their three or five coyotes and have hopes of winning you're punishing the best people that started these hunts probably that kept them going that brought people into can be competitive which helped get prizes okay and then you're going to ruin and crash these hunts for the new 2023 freaking woke agenda that's going on in this world how everything yeah. needs to be given to people we're, this we're, is, yeah. this we're, is we're hunters we're like supposed to be the freaking tough guys the blue collar guys the freaking give the first place yeah. trophy to who who's the best not yeah. give everybody a participation trophy and here's the other here's the other thing i'll yeah. say a lot of these guys complain about thermals you have thermals so it's an unfair advantage and they're expensive okay so if you're putting on the tournaments and and you're all butthurt about thermals make it a day hunt I'll, I'll love you for it because then I can sleep at night and I know if I'm day hunting only, people are going to have hell beating us because when it, when it comes to day calling, that's my bread and butter. I've been doing it since I was in diapers. Let us go day hunt. And just, if, if you want to, if you want to eliminate thermals cause they're unfair cause everyone can't afford them. Just make it a day hunt. Dude. Uh, well, here's the deal. Okay. These guys that are complaining, they smoke, they drink. Okay. They go buy a new bow every year. They have, they go by the newest, latest, and greatest phones, the fastest internet, the fastest whatever, yes. but they're going to complain about not having thermal. When thermal's affordable now, you can get into a decent You can thermal. get a good thermal for 3000 bucks now. Oh, and under, mm-hmm. you know? Like, dude, you, it's just, it all blows my mind 
there that's 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 just it for the for the you know i don't want to get too far down this path because i don't think people want to hear about this too much but like you know for for the coyote hunting like zane zane's shooting his rifles all summer dude i i take this i take it serious dude i do too i lift weights all summer i train i stay in shape i shoot my guns i scout onyx all summer i, I sit there on google earth and onyx and i cross-reference and i figure out areas that i want to check out like it's a it can be a year-round thing for us where we're always in some aspect working on our game, whether it's shooting, scouting, what have you. So to think you're going to show up to these tournaments and compete with the top teams, and there's guys just like us. I'm not saying it's just us. There's other guys that do the same thing we're doing. So to think you're going to show up and compete with guys, that's like me going down to the boat store here, buying a boat, signing up for the National Walleye Tour, driving out to Lake Sakakui against the best walleye anglers in the world, and getting mad when I get my shit kicked in. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. If you're not they moving switch forward, it to how many walleye you catch instead of weight. On yeah. Those cameras, yeah, let's let's switch it. Let's switch it to how many let's switch it to to the, to the who, who can catch the most walleye instead of instead of the biggest walleye. Yeah. It's just crazy, but like he did say, I am doing a hunt with my daughter that is heaviest 5. She's seven and a half years old. Um she's it's already killed. I, yeah. Is that a is yeah. that like a youth hunt? <laughs> I classify it as a youth hunt. Well, if it, was a, if, it, youth, so. if it was a youth hunt, I would have a different opinion. Like, I, I guess because, but it's not a youth hunt. You're just bringing it. You're just bringing, you're bringing your daughter, right? Any hunt that is weights is a youth hunt. You boys can go participate yeah. or not. But Zane, that's... Zane, 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 yeah. don't get too rowdy. You're going to okay. get yourself kicked out of the hunt. Okay. <laughs> Zane, Zane gets too, Zane will get spun up. I got to reel him in sometimes. <laughs> All we're saying is we don't understand the weight rules. Uh, and if people want to complain, I mean, that's going to hold you back from ever being elite. You know, if you want to be elite at anything, complaining about the guys winning is that's just the, that's not the one thing the weight tournament might do, I guess, is one benefit is they'll that's, bring that's, more people to them, especially for like a benefit hunt. Yep. And I, I that's do what, believe that's, that. what, that's what big dogs. Oh, I'm, I need to, I'm starting to yell now. That's what big dog, small dog is for. You're getting me fired up. Big dog, small dog. Every, anyone has a chance at that. Well, here's the deal. I'm make, all yeah, but make, it's not make for the, the big take, money, you know. Yeah, but take okay. Listen to this. If it's a take, benefit hunt, you like there could be like some sick kid and like his mom's gonna get in. I know, Sam. Okay, and, Sam, you're like, you're going off on a wild no, path. Listen, I know, but it's you got. If, if it's, it's for someone, hunt, if it's I for, it. I understand too. But here's my thinking. Okay, take a percentage out of all the entry fees, because big dog, little dog, you got to sign up for separate. Take a percentage out of the entry fees, like a like a five percent. And then put that for weight. So there's actually a really nice pot still for they they for, do for do biggest. that. They do well. I guess they have a, a side pot now for most coyotes, and they do take a percentage of the entry fees to pay for that. Yeah, but it, the side pot should never be most coyotes. Grand nope. prizes, most coyotes. No, absolutely. So this is my deal if it's a benefit hunt. So you're trying to bring the most people in, right? Yeah. Why are you putting rules and stipulations on like some of the things like yo you can't use this, you can't use that, you can't use that. If it's a weight tournament for heaviest five, make it open to uh, thermal. Make it open to one one um, side by side or one recreational vehicle. Make it to where you have to follow all your game and fish rules. But you'll get, I bet you'll get another fifteen to twenty teams. Yeah, yeah. Because I you're agree. already cutting thermal out. Well, it doesn't matter if you bring thermal in because it's weight. It's heaviest five. Like if if they say, oh. It, it's hurting our people. Like there's too many people bringing in too many coyotes. 
well, then make it heaviest five, but open up thermal, open up this, open up that, so other people can go get their side-by-side and drive around all day. You know how many more ranchers and stuff would do it? So I call BS on it. Yeah, I call BS. Because what we're going to end up doing in the coyote hunting community is we're just going to ru- – dude, like – we're going to ruin tournament hunting. Like if we keep going down this path, it's, it's, it's not a good path to be going down. It's trying to placate to everybody who wants to get in the hunt and have a chance to win. Like, what are we doing? This is, this is a competitive thing. There's money involved. There's people involved here who take this very seriously and the path it's headed down, dude, like the Wyoming tournaments and some of these tournaments down South, I'm trying to get in these tournaments. I message like Colton, my buddy Colton in Wyoming. He's like, dude, they're all weight tournaments down here now. Like, I'm not going to go down there. I'm not going to drive. That's six, the seven biggest hours. joke I've ever heard. In my I'm life. not going to drive down there six, seven hours to hunt a freaking weight hunt. And I'll be at a severe disadvantage going down there. If I didn't hunt with Colton, I'd be hunting by myself. I'd be hunting new country. Like I'd have to figure stuff out, but I'm not going to do it for a weight hunt. And that would be, if I was hunting new country and I wanted a chance to win, that probably would be what I wanted was weight, but I don't want that. I want to see who can kill the most coyotes. Anyways. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to try. Especially for like those big hunts hunt. in Wyoming, you know. Yeah. Like, anywhere. It's most likely not a benefit. Yeah. Any hunt. That's dude, I'm going to do a coyote tournament when someday I'm going to do a coyote tournament and I'm going to have my freaking rules and I'm, it's going to be sweet. Hey, I'm but, trying to put one on. Same. Let's do a coyote. We should do a coyote tournament. I'm already making phone calls. I'm trying to plan one late February. This year? Let's do it yes. next year. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it kicked well, off. February this year. is already, next year. I've already wow, I've already man. got I've <laughs> I've already got some people on board. Um, we're talking about because I don't want to make any money off of this at all. All I want is to compete against the best teams. Yeah. And so, um, I was talking to a guy. Asking if he would sponsor it, and then we got going. He said, "Well, we should make it some where the money goes somewhere." And I said, "Okay, well, what?" He said, "Well, the Kildare Wrestling Team." So we're I'm thinking about trying to get something going on for late February. That's a free for all. You have to you have to follow Game and Fish rules, so you can't run them over on snowmobile. You can't. There's there's some things you can't do. But I just want to have a big fun hunt, and I want yeah. good. I don't want some nasty chili. I want like somehow. <laughs> I want some. No, I'm, I want good food. And I want a fun hunt. Not, we'll not get old Mexican fan. Dave out there with his grill. Hold a Reba. Yeah, something. He'll bring his grill yeah. out. Yeah. No chili? I've never, I've never been to no. a coyote hunt that had, like, a really good meal. There are always some sketchy stuff that you regret eating. <laughs> but I want good food, and I want a fun hunt. You know what? If they make it all the numbers hunt, I'll eat whatever they want me to eat. They can have chili <laughs> at every hunt. Why are you such a chili hater? Yeah. Dude, hate because, problems. listen, they have those chili at the rolls meeting. Any team that is yeah, I, I, I know I know what happens. Let me let me finish. Zane gets so spun up on the way to his first stand. He's drinking coffee. He's freaking talking a mile a minute. He's driving ninety, and he gets to his first stand. I already we all know where, where I'm going with this. Zane Zane ends up in the ditch way before he ends up on a stand. No, I've never I've never because I laced the, the chili. <laughs> I laced that <laughs> yeah. chili. Give me a little better yeah. chance out there against you guys. I, so before I actually ever hunted with Mitch. <laughs> They had a big pot of chili at the rolls meeting before the hunt. And I said, there can't be anybody dumb enough to eat this. <laughs> chili before a two-day hunt? Come on. I'm eating, like, healthy food. I'm drinking water a couple days before the hunt. I'm not trying to eat anything that's going to tear me up. Like, I'm pre-planning this, like, and maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, but that's what I'm doing. Like, I'm not – I'm actually I, – I take healthy food, and I'm not eating a bunch of junk. I do get a kick out of this, though, Zane. You do plan really well. Like, you're a planner. Like, I am. We both are planners. I always try to lure you out for a scouting trip, and Zane's like, no, we're just winging it. I'm like, Zane, 
let's do a scouting trip for a weekend. I'm going to show you all my spots. We can drive around, drink coffee together. And Zane's like, no, 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 no. Here's what we're doing. We're going to go down this road. We're going to go over here. We don't need a scout. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm like, all right. Fine. Call me for a scout. If I get the tournament, I'll do scouting. And then I'll just, hey, we'll just I take scout. Zane. I just can't drive 250 miles on a weekend that I have. Sure, I have freaking 1,000 rounds. I know. And this yeah. and that. I can scout at night around my house. Uh, right. whenever everybody goes to bed but it's for me to dedicate a weekend that to go up and scout that's like dedicating a whole nother time another whole i understand time. no just i understand. call me mitch we'll just turn the little tarzan child loose when we get there and- <laughs> i've 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 actually i've i've canceled sam out on a hunt before because he wouldn't scout with me which one really uh the kill deer hunt or something because you wouldn't want you didn't want to get a gun a good gun going that i felt worthy that's of that's not if, scouting that is yeah. not scout i, don't I didn't want to build scouting. a nine thousand okay. dollar custom okay. rifle and listen it was another <laughs> partner it was somebody else that they were screwing around going messing around and they they weren't working at the time and he wouldn't he literally wouldn't go with me and i'm like if you're not going to help put any effort into this and do it I, I would rather lose by myself than win with you and have you glory ride with me and not do shit glory ride jesus Zane, that's what i'm doing with, I'm doing, that's what i'm that's what i'm doing with you zane i'm just glory you guys i've calmed down okay zane's getting, I, zane's I, getting I said, spun up listen <laughs> he's sweating i, I can see him dude, zane i can see you sweating right now bro listen i know listen so i i went into he's this like year. smoke coming out of his ears there you go dude know what know what his new thing is uh, sam He'll get all spun up on the phone. He'll call me at work in his little welding hooch there, and he'll be just firing things off. And I'll, I can tell he's getting fired up, fired up, fired up. And I'll start to kind of not lose interest, but I'll, my answers will slow down. And all of a sudden, he'll just hang up on me. That's his new thing. <laughs> yeah, he don't say bye anymore. He just hangs he'll just say, up. I'll just, I'll just be like, yeah, that's. I'll be like, that's a good idea. Click. He just hangs up. I'm like, all right, you guys whatever. are so stupid. <laughs> you do, Zane. You just hang up on people. You're nuts. I, I wonder. Well, this is a deal because you quit talking. And I'm like, he lost service. No. It's like you're playing a video game or something, and you're at like, least do at least do the Marty Oilo. You want to hear the Marty Oilo? What? If he wants to quit, he he doesn't know how to end a phone call properly sometimes. So he'll say, <laughs> "I'm going down at dip. I'm gonna lose you," and he just hangs up on you. That's so funny. But once you do it to the same person four or five times, I think they catch on. I'm like, Marty, you can't do that anymore. But like, <laughs> I get back get back to the whole. I'm calming down this year. Yeah. Um, I. I don't care what happens. I at the end at the end of all this, I just want to have fun. And you know, Zane, I think I think I compliment you well with that because I think that you noticed hunting with me after a few times that I don't get my highs and lows aren't very high and my lows aren't very low, right? Yeah. Do you pick up pick up on that? Yeah. No? So and, you guys and, don't and, stress on it as much as you used to. Yeah, well, I, I just know I know if you get too high you have a big adrenaline dump at three in the morning. It, it don't end well. You end up tired an hour later. If you get too low where you're beating yourself up, then you're going to end up missing coyotes on the next yeah, day. So you kind of just like shit. You kind of have to just be even keel and take whatever happens in stride. And I think that's one aspect that I've learned over the years is I just, I kind of just try to stay very even. That makes yeah. Sense. I, and, th- and that's part of it. Staying even, staying low key, not getting too worked up. If shit ain't going right, I know how to fix it. I'll yeah. change it up and make it work. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to change that up and go make something else work. And I know eventually I'm going to start making something work. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, just drive just a little bit faster. And if that yeah. doesn't work, Hey, I did. I pulled every card out of my hat and good, good job. You know, I'm literally, I'm, I want to win everything. I'm very competitive, but I'm not going to, I'm not trying to kill myself this year. I'm going to try having fun. 
I really am. We'll see. <laughs> I'm, I am. I'm literally going to, like, Sam, let's do hunts, like, whatever. I, I used to be like, no, you're not doing it. You're not going to put as much effort into me. I really don't care. Let's just go kill stuff. All right. I, th- I think I, let's just kill stuff. Right I feel like that's a great, that's yeah. a great way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think, um, uh, I think there's one thing you could do that I didn't hear in your last <laughs> podcast, Mitch, is you could tag your like social medias and YouTube on there. Oh, that's a great idea. I was just, I was thinking that too. So my, there's some random it? people that really don't know who you are, who you yes. guys are. So my Instagram is Mitch Cavernum. M-I-T-C-H-K-V-E-R-N-U-M. Mitch Cavernum. And just follow me on Instagram. That's the big one. Like, follow me on Instagram. I put stuff on there basically every day shooting coyotes. And um, then you can keep up with our tournaments, too. We'll be putting stuff on there during tournaments. And and, uh, I'll be videoing Zane sleeping when I'm hunting, and it'll be great. Wow. Right, Zane? And I'll be videoing (laughs) Mitch sleeping, and it'll be great. Zane, what's your Instagram? I'm a nobody. All right, no Instagram for Zane. Sam, you might as well shout yours out. Sam, what's Sam's nope, Instagram? I'm a, I'm, I was just sitting in the corner this whole podcast. It's all you, Mitch. This is your podcast. Yeah, this is you, Mitch. All right. All right, well, we're going to end it there, and um, we'll catch you next time. See you later.